Okay, so here's the words. There's pin. There's plum tree shaker. There's what? knickknack. What? There's uh. There's the silent flute. <laughs> there's yeah, okay. shaft it's not of, silent. There's shaft of delight. <laughs> there's doodle. Hey. I think they're trolling us here. Are you, are you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever. Be happy. Everyone. Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where 3.30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Sam's big hangover. And Jim. Give me the blood of nerds. Today, we cover episode 30, part two of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. And episode 30, part two's title is Doug's Big Brawl. It's the return of the large pink man. <laughs> I'm pretty the first sure. time he earns his name. His previous episode, he didn't earn a name. They, this definitely, time they, one. they definitely said his name on that episode. <laughs> Did they? No, they didn't. They absolutely called. Okay, we're talking about Larry. Uh, I'm under the impression that they introduced Larry in the previous episode just to do this episode. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I don't understand. The episode's nonsensical and bad. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is an insane episode. Yeah, I will lay my cards on the table, like, from the start. This is an episode that's entirely shit that didn't happen. Yeah. This is Doug's version of events that makes him look slightly better at the cost of making no sense at all in any fucking way. Wait a minute. Holy shit. You saying that right now reminds me. So before we started recording and we were like, damn, we Sam, you got to say this again. Sam was like, hey, is this the first episode where Doug gets advice from his dad? And we were like, uh, yeah, it is. And... We've talked about how the signifier for a Doug episode being a fantasy is if he interacts with his parents <laughs> in a positive way. <laughs> well, yes, sir. Proved right again. Good job, us. God did, Jim. I completely forgot about that until you mentioned that right now. Yep. Yeah, okay, I hadn't even thought about that either, but yeah, good. My oh, confirmed. No. We can all go home now, end the episode. See no, you later, people. No, we, we still have to diagnose Doug's fantasies, because those bring us into a lot more of his... Oh, there's more There's more depths to go into here. The fact that this is purely an expression of Doug's fantasia just adds extra levels to it. But it if you want the quick tr- summary of what actually happened in this episode, fucking nothing. Fucking nothing <laughs> happened. Yeah. Nothing was learned. Nothing was gained. Actively Doug, unhelpful. Doug can, can swing a pint, I guess. <laughs> I guess. In his fantasies, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get into this. Uh, so the the episode starts on the school bus. Uh, the bank Doug bus. says, yeah. <laughs> Kind of. Uh, Doug says that it was... We will not be going into further detail on that. Shut the hell up. Wait, the big bus is fake? (laughs) We didn't say that. It's true in the hearts of all who believe, Sam. I'm on the website right now, and I'm getting an erection. 
folks don't go to that website uh so uh so doug says that it was just another rowdy day on the school bus and that they were coming back from a field trip uh god stop it (laughs) no they're 11 This isn't happening. They're, I'm saying bang bus because there's a fight happening. And they're banging their fists on stuff. Yeah. There you go. That's what that website is, but still don't go to it. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, Roger and his goons are like just standing up in the bus while it's moving and just like throwing Larry's hat back and forth. Impressive coordination. It's hard to throw those things back and forth. They, like, catch the air in funny ways. Especially when the bus is moving and, like... There's no adults telling him to sit down. I mean, what, yeah! What is the driver doing here? What is... Wouldn't... Shouldn't, if they're coming back on a field trip, shouldn't there be chaperones? Like, did they just send him to the museum yeah, by where, themselves? Yeah, where's the teacher here? A field trip consists of Wingo puts you all on the bus and the bus <laughs> drives around for a few hours. The teacher, yeah. the teacher is like me in this episode, hung over and not present. <laughs> like do you remember uh wasn't there an episode where like somebody's parents were chaperones for a field trip already like didn't this what was this yes uh we established that uh doug's parents were chaperones at judy's dance so judy's little art school has chaperones doug goes to public school which doesn't have them okay and so they any of these poor people uh like get eaten by i don't fucking know a bear that's just natural selection running its course it's also possible that wingo's just passed out in the front seat yeah sensible <laughs> or she's grading papers because remember that that in this era they could actually grade papers on the clock so wingo's in the front seat which is like <laughs> earplugs in and just grading papers oh shit it's getting fucking right <laughs> Oh, God. No, Doug, this has nothing to... This space game has nothing to do with Silt. Yeah, where are the parents? Where are the parents is a question that comes up a lot in this episode, now that I'm thinking uh-huh. about it. Yeah, uh-huh. Like okay. They, out the, they have a fight in the AV shop, and nobody <laughs> steps in. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so this episode... So, it's weird that this is the episode where Doug interacts the most with his parents in, like years but also like (laughs) there are like no adults present when they need to be okay so they're 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 on this bus uh and they're having this conflict larry's like give me the hat back uh but they're not doing it uh and they're and doug is just like obliviously drawing on a notepad drawing himself (laughs) (laughs) a side note before we go further into that like the one of the Rogers minions who's doing this, I don't know which one it is, and I don't know any of their names, but uh, he's wearing a fucking Star Trek shirt. He's always worn that. That's Boomer. No, I thought Boomer bleds. Boomer's the one who's the mayor's kid. He's the no, chunky that's dumb Willie. One Willie's Willie. The <laughs> Like, we know this, God. Jim. Yeah, you idiot, Jim. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Regardless, the fact that uh, they're bullying the hell out of an AV nerd while wearing a Star Trek shirt yeah. is just fucking mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, remember that at the time, like, when Star Trek was new, wasn't it kind of cool? Or no, was it? Yeah, the mo- this was very, very after that. Okay. Star Trek was cool in, like, 
late 60s, early 70s. Somebody wearing a Star Trek shirt in, like, the early 90s before Next Gen takes off. Like, that would be like, I don't know. What's something that was on 30 years ago that uh, we think is... Doug. Yeah. (laughs) If someone is walking around with a Doug shirt right now bullying someone else for being a Worse than that, a eight-year-old walking around with a Doug shirt bullying another slightly smaller eight-year-old. So can I tell you that I have worn a beach shirt around town and people have stopped me and said, hey, that's a cool shirt. Oh, God. Gentle viewer, I won't spoil where Mike lived, despite how much he deserves to be doxed But it could be charitably described as a playground for 20-somethings. And I feel as though we can now safely assume that uh, all of them are beyond hope. Whatever, we know the nostalgia cycle is 30 years, and so now people think it's cool again. And that's that's why we have to do this podcast. That's why this podcast is so earth-shakingly popular. Exactly. Thanks, dear. I mean, we're going to have a Grady Dog reboot under a Biden presidency. I can feel it in my bones. (laughs) At least one of us is going to be tapped to be Secretary of Transportation. (laughs) Fingers crossed it's Sam. Anyway, well, it's maybe me. you'd be able to get the bus in order because the bus Dang they're bus. driving on. Shut the fuck up. The bus. <laughs> they're throwing the hat back and forth. Uh, and Doug is drawing, and the hat lands on his pencil. Um, and while he's drawing, you said he's drawing himself. He's drawing Quail Man. Uh, he's fearlessly crossing the street. Yeah, he says. With nerves of steel. Whaleman crosses the street. Cool, dude. Very awesome. It's a it's a typical Quailman plot, right? Like he probably was crossing the street to go to the library. Like it's classic Quailman. <laughs> Why did the quail cross the road? Shut up and fuck you. Anyway. Everybody so... get on the bang bus. Oh my god. <laughs> So later, later, later. So Doug, uh, he holds the, the the hat lands on his pencil, and he holds the pencil up, and Larry interprets this as Doug is holding the hat away from him, and Larry gets mad at Doug now. Okay, that's it. I'm sick of this. Why he doesn't get mad at the other bullies? Who's to say? <laughs> it's very you weird. Know. It's like. Yeah, he's, he, I think he's just like, that's the last straw. Doug, you're clearly in cahoots with them. Even though he's like, hey, Larry, what's wrong? Oh, do you want your head back? And Larry's like, I'm going to beat you up. That's <laughs> literally what happens. This that's literally what happens. The only thing, the only thing I can like figure out is that is that he picks Doug because he's the one person that he thinks he can beat up. Yeah, it's very possible. Uh, or like turns that. out to not be the case. Yeah, more likely, what actually happened was Doug was being a prick alongside Roger in an ill-fated attempt to suck up to him. And <laughs> when he chooses to remember it as, I was just minding my own business, when suddenly, for no reason, that <laughs> icky nerd decided to pick on me. But fortunately, well, let's move on to the next Or, page, or maybe Larry is like, that drawing and storyline that you made is an insult to all audiovisual mediums. <laughs> I will see you dead for this, Doug. <laughs> yes. Well, so they get off the bus 
uh, after this confrontation, I guess they were like right about to get back to the school and then directly outside the bus, like they've gotten off the bus and directly outside of the bus, everyone circles up to watch them fight. Where blood, are blood, blood, the teachers? Blood. Yeah. Where the fuck is any authority figure? Right. Also chanting blood, 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 <laughs> blood. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Wingo's chaperone. Wingo's, <laughs> Wingo's still passed out in the front seat. <laughs> the bus driver got off and was just like, I'll leave the keys with her. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing better to do. Right. It was probably one of those two town goon guys who was just like, all right. Oh, well, I, no, he was probably just like, I ain't got shit time to do with this. I got to get to my next job immediately. <laughs> Hello, I got a child murder bus services. <laughs> no, they really shouldn't change the name. I got to get to my moving job, man. These people got to move. To, they're moving to Bloatsburg in 20 minutes. God. Well, so they start fighting. Larry punches Doug. Like, Larry takes the first shot. Doug is, like, trying to calm him down. He's like, Larry, I don't know why this is happening. Like, I don't know why I squared up in this circle with you for no apparent fucking reason. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, Larry, I don't know what's happening. And then Larry punches Doug in the face. Is this the first time we've, like, had real life violence in Doug? Yeah. Other than, like, they're, like, uh, Smash Adams. Yeah, there was the first Quailman episode where they were winding up to Doug accidentally punched Roger that one time. That's oh, yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, so then, wait, this is the second time that Doug does a violence by accident and then, like, gets in trouble. Not even gets in trouble, but, like, feels yeah, bad about it. I never it. actually mean to do the violence. Oh, it my just God. sort of happens around me. My hands are pure and clean and simple and lovely and... Ugh, fuck off. I'm Doug. just so powerful, I couldn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've all been there, folks. Of course. Uh, that's why I wear my Doug shirt sometimes. <laughs> it's important to let people know the sheer volume of power you represent. Yes. Uh, so they Larry punches Doug, and then Doug gets real mad. <laughs> he gets all, oh no, he hit me, and he gets he gets nerd rage, uh, and he punches Larry back, uh, and Larry gets knocked the fuck out. <laughs> Like again, I'm, pure <laughs> fantasy. Yeah, Rogers in the back screaming, "World Star." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, okay. Like we know from previous evidence that Doug is in crazy good shape somehow, right? Like, remember when he climbed the rope without the aid of his legs? Remember when he did fucking 500 sit-ups? sit-ups. <laughs> yeah. Like, the time when he, like, cleaned a, uh, a barbell for the, without ever lifting a weight before and held it above his head for a long time? Like, Doug is strong somehow. Well, in his imagination, he's strong. This is sure. This is not happening. Sure. Wouldn't it be great if I was powerful? Sadly, in real life, I'm not. But if only Quail Man were here, he'd be able to beat the shit out of this insolent nerd. He's the wrong kind of nerd. Right. He'd be able to cross the street to punch this guy. 
Oh man. Uh, well, yeah. So, and and uh, and then this is like this weird detail. I think uh, after Larry gets knocked the fuck out, uh, Doug then looks at his fist and a gong plays. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's just like Doug's a kung fu master. Um, so we cut to the title card and then cut back. Uh, and we're in a fantasy now of there is a barroom brawl at Mom's Drinks and Eats. They're about to reuse that really good milk joke. (laughs) Oh, boy. Can't fucking wait. Bunch of bikers there are drinking at a bar called The Pits. Uh, They are eating beer mugs. Uh, There is a sign that says no rootin', tootin', and hollerin' as everybody proceeds to do just that. (laughs) Um, Ah, dang. What happened to kids these days? Indeed. Uh, and then Doug enters. Excuse me, sir, but that stool's reserved. Oh, yeah? For who? Me. <laughs> Sorry, one punch. I, I didn't know you was back. Whoa, whoa. So again, I think this is leading to, like, you watched One Punch Man at least, Sam, right? I did, yes. The, did you watch it, Jim? I watched some of it. I didn't get too into it, unfortunately. It's good. It's anime. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only anime I've liked. That's our review. (laughs) Yeah, no, I liked it. Um, One Punch Man. It's anime. And good. Um, But, uh, so, again, this is Jenkins predicting the future and people ripping off Doug. It's One Punch Doug. (laughs) Actually, wait, shit. Yeah, he's bald. He's curiously featureless. And (laughs) the entirety of the events in his universe, while ostensibly they're interesting characters all around him, he personally is kind of boring. And he just kind of stands around and goes, huh, okay, and then has to intervene at the last minute. Yeah. He's fucking one punch man. Yeah, no, okay. So uh, we (laughs) now can establish that uh, Doug is one punch man's dad. Literally, Doug is one punch man. (laughs) In 20 years, Doug's going to acquire a new nickname, One Pump Chump. (laughs) God. (laughs) On the bang bus. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, drink some water. Take a nap. Take an Advil. (laughs) Nah. Um. Look, when his skull is pounding, that's when the thoughts are trying to escape their hardest. Right. Gotta hold them in. I gotta wrangle them and shoot them out of my mouth. Oh my god. Uh, Well, so Doug comes in uh, and he's into the bar and he asks for chocolate milk and continues to talk like Steven Seagal. But that's the fantasy, I guess, is that he's, he's a tough guy. guy. He's a toughie. <laughs> Me, I'm strong. I'm a big boy. Yeah. Um, and then we cut out of the fantasy to Doug is being carried off the field by, like, Roger and his goons. Everyone in the theater stood up and clapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Skeeter and Patty and BB, all of his actual friends aren't there. Uh... And they actually weren't on the bus for the field trip. This is like so boys only. they all had more important things to be doing with their time. I guess. This is a boys-only field trip to the condom factory. Well, wait, no, but there's a couple of girls in the backdrop who we haven't yeah. seen before and we'll never see again. But, like, there's just a couple of extra people who are just there to enjoy this who we've never seen before. 
Right. Like, there's at least one who's in a Boy Scout getup while yeah. nobody else is. Yeah, and he wasn't in the Boy Scouts episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he joined Good. the Bluff Scouts later. Imagine wearing your Boy Scouts outfit to school. <laughs> That's the guy. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Was it cool, Jim? Did you like it? Did people tell you I've they liked it? I've never the Boy Scouts, so I can't really vouch for this one way or the other. But I feel as though if I had the Boy Scouts uniform, I would have worn it at all times exclusively to accomplish some esoteric form of owning people. Of course. You would have been like, I'm not owned, you're owned, because I'm not even in the Boy Scouts, and then you <laughs> would have cried. <laughs> yes, that I believe is the story of most of my young life. Uh, don't back that up, anybody. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, um, they are carrying him away, and they're like, you're cool for punching him out, I guess. Congratulations for destroying that nerd, Doug. And We've added people so there could be someone lower in the hierarchy than you. Wow, funny. I didn't know you had it in you. Yeah, boy, did you see Larry go down. And that's kind of the theme throughout this episode. Like... It never really, really condemns violence, right? It's It tries to, but it never really does. Yeah, because they're true to Jim Jenkins' innate veneration of hierarchy, parody, parody, not actionable. <laughs> it is understood that those who are lower than you in the hierarchy deserve what they got coming. You can do whatever to them you would like. Roger is always allowed to bully Doug because he's higher up. Mr. Bluff bullies the shit out of Doug because he's higher up. And now that somebody exists who Doug can consider himself above, it's not wrong to hurt them just because you can. But you should attempt to be a noble You should only hurt them in ways that don't demean you as a person. Oh my god. Yeah, if it, if it keeps you looking cool, then you can do whatever you want. Yes. But The oh. only reason to not do this is because you fear an authority higher than you might stand in your way if you do so. But that doesn't even ever happen because there's no adults in this episode, really. But, but when, Mary vandalizes the school. <laughs> yeah. Nobody stops him. <laughs> They do, however, have a bit with Doug's dad where it's established that, no, the reason you shouldn't do this is because the authority might say, I'm disappointed in you, mister. That's true. Well, so as they're carrying Doug off, uh, Doug only just then thinks to check on Larry. Like, he comes out of his, like, fucking blood haze. Uh, <laughs> and, he, and he looks over his shoulder to see Larry still on the ground. <laughs> you can tell us to Larry. And people are just now picking him up. Doug is like, and they show that Doug is like in the street now because they're like carrying him on their shoulders. And Doug calls back. He's like, hey, Larry, are you okay? <laughs> Sorry I shattered your spine, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other AV guys are helping him up. Um, and it's just like absurd to me that it's taken this. And Doug is like talking about how he feels bad. And it's taken them this long to feel that way. And he even says, Boy, if it felt this bad to win a fight, Larry must have felt even worse losing. Yeah, this is all about you, huh, Doug? Uh Uh-huh. It always is. We know this. We need to stop being surprised that it's always I will never stop being surprised. (laughs) Right? I I refuse to learn anything. 
Like, the <laughs> thing that this dog. most puts me in mind of is there was this commentary that goes all the way back to uh, like Vietnam War movies, where people talking about how like American war cinema, like all the more like, serious shit, not the all ooh rah hell yeah we're gonna go get them. It's all about how isn't it tragic what being overseas and killing all those people does to us. <laughs> Don't mind what it does to other people. Yeah. What matters is that it makes us feel bad to be committing acts of violence against those who cannot meaningfully strike back against us. And and isn't like, that what really matters? Is- yeah, because look at it's me, the protagonist of the universe. Anybody else who gets hurt is just I don't know extra. I mean, I guess if you're framing it in the way of, like, you have to reach your audience, and your audience is already being a little, like, self-centric, the way to do it is to frame it in how they're hurt by it. So, Because it's easier for people to change their ways if they feel personally impacted versus empathy for the average person, right? This is, in fact, the theory. However, functionally speaking, you end up with a bunch of people just saying, Oh, man, I sure feel awful about this thing I have no intention of stopping doing. Well, it's the thought that counts. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's the thought that counts, I say, as I empty an M16 into an Iraqi child's head. God, I meant for the creators. <laughs> <laughs> Point oh, stands. Yes, the court, the court throws this evidence out. God. Okay. Uh, well, we cut out of this to Doug hanging out with Skeeter. And showing that Skeeter is also into the fact that Doug punched out Larry. Oh, yeah, because Roger was. Oh, true. Oh, shit. Fuck. Briefly, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's like, that would be horribly out of character for Skeeter if we didn't already know the truth. Of course. That makes sense. And that's why Roger's carrying him off the, off the field, right? Is because mm-hmm. that's like, oh, man. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's it. Ah, uh, yeah. Good call. Um... So he's totally into it, um, and then they come upon Doug's dad and Mr. Dink. Messing with a car. It's unclear whether this is Dink's car or <laughs> Mr. Funny's car, or whether they're just stealing a car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stealing someone else's car. Uh, and then Doug's dad, for the first time ever, comes with advice to Doug. Son, haven't I always told you, show me a man that resorts to violence, and I'll show you a man who's run out of good ideas. Tell that to the Nazis, Phil. (laughs) Also, you've never said that. Ever. (laughs) This is the first thing you've said in, like, two years of the TV show Doug. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You've spoken in Doug's fantasies, but you as a human being have not said appreciable words since season one. (laughs) Well, and again, we have to say that the times when he's talked to him in quote unquote real life are probably fantasies. Like when they were yes. in the liver, when they were when they were having the liver and onions episode and he said that he was proud of him. That was probably a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> the times like when uh, when he's running for mayor in the fantasies and you see Doug's parents there and that's like the only time you see. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. It's so bad. So yeah, this has to be, this whole episode has to be a big power fantasy. Uh, A big manly punch fantasy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Well, then Dink 
interrupts Mr. Funny. Did you cream him, Douglas? <laughs> of course. We can't Always. have an episode without saying the word cream. <laughs> Dink being big into the concept of children fighting on his behalf is an interesting character trait. I wouldn't have assumed that, but I'll take it and run with it. So... To me, there's two things that tells this. This right here tells us two things about Dink. Uh, the first is that this is very clearly, like we've talked about Dink being uh, Doug's surrogate father figure a bunch. Uh, and this is very clearly the two sides of Doug's like father figures in conflict, right? My two dads. Uh, basically, this is Doug. Why are you allowed to have two dads? <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, then the second thing that this tells me about Mr. Dink is that <laughs> Mr. Dink is definitely one of those I need a gun for my self-defense kind of guys. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> They're very expensive. They come with a host of options. Dink is absolutely, by this point, he has an armory enough to topple a small country. Yeah, one day I'm going to overthrow the government. <laughs> the government which parody, my wife runs. <laughs> Do not clip that. Yes. <laughs> oh. yeah, and Mr. We Dink's give wife all does. support to the Generalissimo in his war against the counter-revolutionaries. <laughs> maybe, wait, maybe that's how Tippy takes over as mayor next season, right? Is that Mr. Dink is like a silent insurrection underneath. Yes. <laughs> Everything occurs in the shadow of Dink. Right. If you oh, give God. Tippy power, there will be no harm that comes to your son, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to take away from Tippy's own prowess. Like, she's a smart and, uh, like, competent person. A so proud I don't member say... of the Libertarian Party. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And she's utterly unaffiliated with anything her husband may have said or sent in threatening messages to other people. Oh, God. Look, I wrote yeah, those, keeps... those racist newsletters a long time ago. Things have changed. <laughs> He only said those for academic reasons. <laughs> Her hands are squeaky clean now. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Dinky has a fucking bomb shelter garage. <laughs> yes. He's definitely, definitely a Cold this. War relic. Uh-huh. And so, hey, yeah. Room I mean, amongst us. Yeah, because, like, in this way, he's saying, like, uh, he's saying that, like, it's important for people to stick up for themselves. Like, he says, he, like, gives Doug advice on how to beat someone up. Oh, come on, Phil. A boy's got to know how to protect himself. First thing is to put up a good front. Stick out your chest, bluster up, and let him know you mean business. And say something challenging like, why I oughta. Just whip your hog out on the table and dare them to show you theirs. Are you triggered? Does this trigger you? You're just waving your pants around. You're just, you're just like pulling your shirt up to show your gun on your hip. And you're just like, that's dink. Yep. Oh, no. Because he, he even says, yeah, he says, say something challenging, like, why I oughta. So he it's is saying, are you, aren't you a snowflake? Is what Mr. Dink is saying. Are you triggered right Are you triggered right now? Are you triggered right now? Oh, yuck. Snap, Douglas. <laughs> yuck. God. Uh, takes his teeth out and snaps them in front of somebody. <laughs> Oh, God. Recites uh, whatever weird white supremacist organization he's joined. Pardon me, purple supremacist organization <laughs> he's joined. Like, their particular slogan. Oh, God. Well, 
Dink asks Doug to punch him. <laughs> well, and Doug and says, Doug's dad is just kind of sitting there like, yeah, sure, I'll let this play out. <laughs> this is the good violence. Well, Doug's, well, actually, Doug's dad does say no. But then Mr. Dink is like, it's cool. It's cool. He can do it. Like, <laughs> at this point, if you're Doug's dad, I mean, to be fair, you don't really care about Doug. But <laughs> even so, some up the random stranger instructing your son in the art of violence is kind of the point you're like, okay, this has all gotten way too weird. I don't want to steal this car anymore with you, bud. <laughs> yeah. Doug, you, why do you keep going over to his house every day? Like, he's clearly a bad influence, right? Because he hangs out with Dink all the time. He goes to fucking picnics with Dink. He goes on fishing trips with Dink. Dink is his scoutmaster. Like, you gotta be thinking, what is Dink teaching him, right? There's Uh. a lot of questions here, and none of the answers are good. (laughs) Well, finally, Doug is just like, all right, I'll give you a punch. I'll cream you. And he, uh, he punches Dink in the stomach. Uh... And Dink gets, like, mega hurt. (laughs) Dink gets got directly in the solar plexus. The wind is knocked out of him, and he just stands there gasping, like... (laughs) (laughs) So this is, again, Doug. Remember Doug already thought about putting his dad in jail? This is Doug fantasizing about beating up his other dad. (laughs) Yes. No psychology going on here, folks. None. (laughs) It was hypothesized by my esteemed co-host that actually Doug punched Mr. Dink in the testicles. <laughs> I accept this is a valid counter-argument. Can you guess which co-host that was? I, I used the word beans. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel it is important to teach both sides of this controversy that uh, all involved might come to the conclusion on their own. Yes. You see, I would have said testicles as a very esteemed and sophisticated <laughs> co-host. Yes. <laughs> but my very vile co-host, of course, had to resort to beans. <laughs> Getting my but beans yeah, punched d- on the bang bus. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Sam. <laughs> You're off the show, Sam. <laughs> We'll talk later, Sam. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, so... R.I.P. Sam, without Donald Trump as president, he could no longer continue living. Look, I mean, if that's the price, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Sam, I love you, but... <laughs> anyway, uh, so... Finally, Doug gets saved from this conflict between his two daddies. Uh, <laughs> he is informed by his mom... Uh, through the door that uh, Doug has a phone call. Um, And he goes, Doug and Skeeter go inside to go and answer the phone. Uh, Apparently, Larry has called, as she tells him. And Doug holds the phone receiver in his hand next to his mouth and yells, Larry, why is he calling to Skeeter? (laughs) 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 Like, directly into the receiver of the phone. Um, Power move Start all negotiations that way Yeah Skeeter says that he's probably calling to make peace Audibly snickering in the background Right I mean Doug should be calling him to make peace Definitely because he fucking knocked his ass out Gave him a concussion (laughs) Yeah And then didn't ask if he was okay until he was out of earshot 
until the entire <laughs> class was celebrating how his, his act of violence. <laughs> yeah. After Larry just got bullied. <laughs> <laughs> on the He's bus. calling to pledge fealty to you, Doug. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, he's calling to give you uh 20% of his taxes and levies. <laughs> um, My well, Lord Larry tried to have me kill to avoid yeah. me revealing his plan to assassinate Larry. Yours, yes. Larry. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh so Larry tells him that actually he's coming for revenge, uh, and that it was just a lucky punch. Hello, Larry? Is this Doug funny? Yeah, listen, Larry, I'm sorry about- Don't be. It was a lucky punch. You hear me? A lucky punch, that's all. You won't be so lucky next time. Which, I mean, it probably was. Oh, it definitely was. <laughs> so he's not wrong. Um, but we cut to the next day. And they're, like, very surprised by this. They're like, oh, weird. <laughs> we, we Why would anyone, ex- like, talk back to their bully? Right. Uh, we get to the next day, and it shows that at school, somebody has covered the school in signs that are insulting Doug. Who could it be? Yeah. No way to tell. I mean, honestly, genuinely, no way to tell. There's no shortage of people who should be putting these signs together. Right. True. It's Patty. (laughs) This fucking pervert won't stop following me. Some of the signs include saying that Doug is a nobody, that he's an invertebrate, that he is pallid vermin. (laughs) Sorry, pavid vermin. Uh, Pallid and pavid, both would be acceptable under the circumstances. That he is a slimy grub. Correct. Uh, that he is an imbur? It did. I, I looked that up. I don't even know what that means. That and I don't think that's a word. I think that's them misspelling something, yeah. Very possible. One just uh, says go away, which I mean, that could be talking <laughs> to anybody. Yeah. Just in general, please don't be near me. One of the signs is covered up by another sign. <laughs> So he was just plastering one of his own signs over another one of his other signs. Again, where are the adults here? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, no one cares that this is happening. Uh, One of them says Doug is uncouth. (laughs) Yes, the ultimate own. Got him. (laughs) Nailed him. Oh, man. It's pretty great. Um, But they're just like... Doug is just like, oh, man, how annoying. And Roger says that it was Larry. But Doug doesn't believe him. (laughs) Why would anyone ever think I should be attacked? That doesn't make sense. Why would the guy that I knocked unconscious be mad at me? Doesn't make any sense. Look, every time Roger has tormented me, I've forgiven him instantly for reasons that have nothing to do with my own psychopathology. Why would Larry carry a grudge? Right. And even in this, Roger says, Because only those AV guys would be goofy enough to go to all that trouble. Now, if it were me, I'd just haul off and slug you. (laughs) Roger's objection to this is technique. Like, putting way too much effort into this kid, you could just hit him. Right. Which I think we've called out in the past that Roger should do because he never does, right? And yep. he goes to like weird lengths to bully Doug instead of just very strange around. bully. 
Yeah. He just like throws water on Doug. Yeah, he's like, ha, ha, I got him. him. <laughs> just I know I'm bullying you. you. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, man. Well, Doug continues to be like, man, that's not possible. Larry's my friend. Uh, and Larry's he, my friend, who I knocked the fuck out <laughs> yesterday. And he should know where he stands as a result. We're <laughs> allies now. Right. It's like the time when Goku and Vegeta fought, and then they became friends after, even though Goku beat up Vegeta. And Vegeta <laughs> killed several of Goku's friends. Yeah, and then Goku was like, it's cool. And then they did a handshake and thunder erupted over their handshake. And they became the biggest, baddest team. <laughs> it's Doug and Larry. Incidentally, 15 seconds after that in the original uh, Dragon Ball, Vegeta fucking died. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we see that Larry's about to in this episode. Yep. <laughs> Well, and there's Doug, always the hope it'll be Doug. Of course. Well, there's always the tension that well, Goku's also died several times. True. Dragon Ball. That's I feel right. as though we're kind of slurring both Doug and Goku by comparing them to one another. I mean, they were both people who didn't have any like knowledge of empathy or like how to deal with others. Yeah, but Goku's like actually good at something. Uh, yeah, sure, but he's but he's also kind of good at it by accident. Like he always like do- he doesn't really like train that much, and except Excuse for when me. he's dead. Excuse me, he was in the hyperbolic time chamber for years. But that was respect way after the tr- fact. Respect the troops, Mike. Respect I guess, Goku. I guess he learned from, he learned Roshi, from Roshi, but he was always a but he was a natural guy with Nat Roshi. Like Krillin was always pissed that he had to work so hard, and Goku was always a natural study. Yeah, so he didn't I mean, really have to work he has that hard. Innate talent because he's from the noble warrior race of the. <laughs> right, of course. And so that's kind of what Doug is like in this way, too, right? He's like, from Doug the is from the noble warrior race of this bit has been censored. Well, no, he's from the <laughs> roi- the, the noble race of uh, doesn't, it, like, it's all, he's the protagonist, right? He's yep. from the world of being a protagonist. So he never has to my work brain. Right. So he never has to work on anything. He never has to learn anything. He's just innately good at it. So Goku is Doug. <laughs> I, no, I will not stand by as we slander Goku in this way. Yeah, maybe not. Okay, okay. fine, fine, fine. Pregnant Goku is duck. <laughs> now we're talking. Finally. Pregnant Goku is pregnant duck. <laughs> Ooh, now we got some dimensions going on. Remember that time when we referred to our fan fiction accounts? <laughs> now you may ask, who's the father? And the answer may surprise you. <laughs> Tune in next week and join the Patreon. <laughs> he got pregnant on the bang bus. <laughs> Which didn't occur in this universe. <laughs> All right, Sam, now you're off the show. Attorney General Homer still Cummings? What are you doing here? Asked Doug. The major difference between our world and Doug's world is that there's no bang bus in the Doug world. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one difference. Right. Only so that, <laughs> oh my god weird energy in this one team yes, that was a good one alright so Doug goes he's walking around the school uh, and he goes to his locker being like Mary couldn't have done this he's my friend uh, and he opens his locker and a awful puppet of Larry's face <laughs> pops, pops like out. we all have just sort of lying around yeah, it just pops out at him as in a string. This tells me that Larry has access to Doug's locker. 
<laughs> Everybody <who> does. <laughs> Remember the time Roger got in there? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Remember that time uh-huh. Roger blew out Doug's back walls? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, and this puppet, it's like, it's crazy. It's made of like a banana for the lips. He's got pencils for hair. It's like, it's on his, it's spring loaded and it talks. <laughs> like, put a lot of work into this very strange contraption. He sure did. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. Jim Jenkins spent like years coming up with an t- animated TV show to get some revenge on his bullies. His understanding of what a appropriate amount of energy to put into childhood traumas is maybe a little off right well this gets mad doug mad he gets seething from this he's like shaking his fist he's got a scowl he's like i'm gonna get larry uh and he's how dare you use felt to create something that's not a clown (laughs) 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 He, he says boy and to think i felt sorry for that loser larry I didn't even want to fight him. He started this whole thing. Cool. Doug goes into a fantasy from this. Uh, He imagines buff Hulk-ass Larry (laughs) coming over to fight him. And Doug deflects his punches with one finger and then punches him into the sky. Yeah, Doug imagines himself as Goku. It's really Oh, shit, it is. This is Goku versus Nappa. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a purple character in uh, uh Oh, Nappa a fucking Ginyu. Ginyu. Yeah, I was yeah, just going to say Ginyu. Go. <laughs> Skeeter that... shout- oh, and Skeeter shouts out, Change form! And jumps into Roger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, shit. That's amazing. No, Skeeter and Roger, they do the, uh, they do the, 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 the fusion dance. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They become Ski Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Skeeter Claus. <God>. Skodger. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, funny. Honk, honk. Yeah. <laughs> they do the, like, Roger's little cackle, but then also overlay it with a honk, honk. <laughs> Truly haunting. The ultimate <laughs> life form. Exactly. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, Doug comes out of this extra fantasy, and he (laughs) yells, that skunk. (laughs) He calls him a skunk, and he goes over to ask the other AV kids, who are named Elmo, Lincoln, and Brian. (laughs) My man is named Elmo. (laughs) Yeah. Whom amongst us? He goes, ha 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 ha, it's world. (laughs) Talks like that. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) He goes over and he says he's looking for Larry. Uh, and they say they don't know. He oh wait no, he knocks on the door because they hide in the AV room and he knocks on the door. Whoever the AV room teacher is, eh, probably not interested. Probably oh, he doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exist. Who is it? It's me, Doug, and I want to talk to Larry. Not here. Not here. Go away. Well, if you see him. Tell him I'm looking for him. Got it? Got it. Yes, got it. Leave. And the AV kids say, go away. <laughs> and then he does. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they immediately realize, wait, this is Doug's weakness. We just tell him to do a thing and he'll do it. Right, exactly. Oh, man. 
Well, Doug again says that he's starting to feel less heated. Uh, he's starting to be like, well, it's not a big deal until lunchtime happens. Where Bone ha- is giving a live broadcast right before lunch about what is for lunch. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Successful use You couldn't just print off a list and leave it on the wall somewhere, could you, Bone? Or why are you doing it at lunchtime? Why not in the morning? Like, why would you give this announcement directly before you go to lunch? Tell them what is for lunch. <laughs> All right, why would you kids. say that this is at lunch when you're still in your classroom? Yeah. And and Wingo is not in the class. <laughs> oh, God, you're right. <laughs> it shows Wingo's desk. Wingo is not there. <laughs> it's so good. Due to uh, ongoing legislation, Wingo is not available right now. Right, she's probably still passed out in the bus. <laughs> Two days later. Um, well, Bone tells us that the menu is Salisbury steak again, uh, and tasty congealed lima bean cobbler. Hell yeah. <laughs> Delicious. Um, and then the, the announcement is interrupted by a shadowy figure. We interrupt this announcement to make an announcement. What's going on? Doug Funny is a phony. A lousy, no good, rotten, sucker-punching phony. And if he knows what's good for him, he'll stay away from the audiovisual room. That is all. What does he think is going to happen here? (laughs) I don't don't get it. Because, like, as soon as Doug, like, confronts Larry, Larry's like, Oh, I don't want you to fight. Well, my friends made me do it. But like, what? Why? Why would his friends care so much? So they say that they tell why he would care so much. His friends. So let's yeah, like real quick. Larry doesn't want to fight Doug, but his friends do, and because they say he would make the AV club look bad. Yep, real oh, fucking buddy. pressing issue that, buddy. And and so. This, like, okay, we can kind of tell from this shadowy figure, this isn't Larry, right, in this shadowy figure. I think this is Elmo. (laughs) It's me. Sorry, I was uh, on contract. (laughs) Yes. But, so, like, they basically fucking hacked Bones' live broadcast, right? But only to this room. Uh... Which is crazy that they're Which is an amazing power to have demonstrated for the reason exclusively of... I don't know, Jim Jenkins thought it'd be cool. He doesn't actually know anything about technology. I guess that's doable. Right, yeah. It's like the incredible power of the AV nerd. Uh, They understand what a TV is, and this gives them power. Right. (laughs) I think it's magic, honestly. It could also very well be magic. Elmo does look like a wizard. Yes. (laughs) That's why he was able to disguise himself in this as well. Um, AV stands for a very wizard. (laughs) Awesome very wizard. (laughs) And it's hyphenated. That's why it's not AVW. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. I can't really come up with any way to... uh... So stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome vampire. And then in parentheses, nose magic. (laughs) Perfect. Good. Uh, And they go back to the announcement and saying that the other thing is prunes in a blanket. Sick. Cool. Cool. (laughs) And then everyone laughs at Doug from this. Like, is he owned? (laughs) 
Do they are him? you owned if a shadowy figure who you recognize as someone else from your <laughs> class says, "Hey, don't bully the nerds." I don't, I don't know. think he's owned. I don't think he's owned. Why are they laughing at him though? Because <laughs> they're they have mental issues. I guess. Maybe they just always laugh at the lunchtime specials being announced, like hee 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 cobbler. Maybe. Because they were throwing paper at the screen, being like, ew. Maybe they thought, maybe they weren't laughing at Doug. Maybe they were laughing at, uh, what was it? Prunes in a blanket. Yes. <laughs> the last thing. They were like, that's actually cool. The concept of food is ridiculous to us. Grant us our sustenance from the air and mountain dew itself. Wait, none of these things are beets. They didn't have any oh, beets. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, shit. That's abnormal. Yeah, oh well, maybe they made all that stuff out of beets or oil. Remember green and right, oil were the right, other two right. They're all petroleum byproducts. Yes. <laughs> That's the exports of Bluffington. Uh, well, Bully Doug stomps up to the AV room. He's mad again. Who dare insult me? Uh, and he bursts into the AV room while Skeeter watches the door. Which is also a baffling scene because Skeeter is holding off the entire school who wants to go into the AV room. Like, yeah. I guess Skeeter can do this. Don't ask how. Yeah. I mean, he's got the authority, the authority of Roger, too. So True, the two, but the even two then, combined. weird. <laughs> like, we've seen yeah. it conclusively demonstrated. Roger does not have the power to stop that kind of thing from happening. We had a whole episode about this, in fact. Well, maybe it's because Skeeter is cool and able to convince people of stuff. <laughs> ah, right. And they are in their merged form right now. I, of course. That does grant them increased power. Of course, because they're both present in this scene. Yeah, they've done the fusion dance. Yeah. <laughs> so, Doug That's is in the, the AV room. That's the here. Dragon Ball Z is occurring in that episode. Yes. So, uh, Doug is in the AV room and he's looking around. He's searching for Larry, who is hiding behind a chair... And Doug can't see him. <laughs> like oh, he, wa- he walks right by Larry, who's just like, you know those like stackable chairs in a in a school classroom? He's hiding behind one of those. It has a hole in it. Yep. You, can see, you, you can see the you large You could see man. him when you walked in the door. <laughs> uh, and Doug cannot. <laughs> He's like bright pink too. <laughs> <laughs> and he's yelling, come out here, Larry. Where are you? I don't have object permanence, Larry. Please help me. Yeah. And Larry says, well, if you're going to beat me up, just get it over with. Yes, Daddy. Because the AV club put me up to this. Nonsensical. (laughs) It's especially nonsensical because Larry was the one who called Duck. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. And Larry was the one who punched Doug in the first place. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no part of this makes any goddamn sense. Okay. Then their fucking solution to this is to pretend to fight. Yes. Because yeah. Skeeter Why? said, you gotta fight. Skeeter busts into the room again, and he's like, you guys, you gotta fight. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Like, if the message here is that violence is bad, I don't think that's the message. Yeah, the message is televised violence is better than the alternative? Maybe it's like he's saying it's uh, violence is fake. It's like wrestling. 
Maybe. <laughs> or maybe, like, it's bad to actually fight, but it's good to tell people that, you're, like, per- that your perception of manliness still exists. Yeah, you must keep up the appearance of being incredibly powerful and physically dominant while actually not actually doing the punching. You must generate the impression of power. Yeah, because... So Larry is like, he's like, man, I really don't want to fight you. He even asked Doug, he's like, punch me in my arms, not my stomach, because it will hurt less. He even, he fucking asked Doug if he's wearing a ring. (laughs) Like, oh Uh, my god. Uh, Jesus. Hello, subtext, how have you been? (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. But yeah, they they say that Doug Doug they're like man I'll Doug's like man I'll look chicken if I don't fight but also I don't want to beat up Larry because I know I could do it easily, and he remembers his dad's advice of having ideas, and so they they yeah like you guys are saying they decide to fake the fight, uh, they decide that they will broadcast the fight from the AV room to the metal shop. <laughs> How? <laughs> and and their Why excuse for and this how? and their excuse for this is that there isn't enough space in the AV room, even though this room is huge. It's gigantic. <laughs> they say someone could get hurt. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it should be hard to whiff a violence is wrong moral, but man, right? they do it. <laughs> the problem is that he doesn't believe that. Jim Jenkins doesn't believe that violence is wrong. Jim Jenkins believes that violence is how you express masculine power. He just believes that you should express it in a slightly more civilized way. I think that's the best way to put it. I don't know if that's true, because remember the the episode with uh, the Silver Skeeter, right? The whole time, Quailman Doug was talking about how violence is bad and about how, like, we should think our way out of this, right? And, so, and then their solution is to crash a blimp piloted by the bad guy, killing him in a fiery explosion. Yes. Of course, but that was not by their own doing. That was because the weather wizard owned himself, right? So I think in this, it's not that... It's like they could have easily just been like, hey, we decided not to fight and we told everybody that fighting is actually wrong and that, oh, we shouldn't have fought in the first place, right? Like, I, I don't know. It's super confusing to me. What I, The mixed moral... Because the thing is that you want the outcomes of violence without any of the icky violence in the middle. Yeah. You want to have the the increased social cachet of having violently asserted your power over your enemies. But the actual violence itself is icky and scary and you don't want to get it all over you. So the important thing is to fake the violence so that it all comes out so it looks like well, I've been horribly aggrieved slash have asserted my will over another in the most primal fashion, but I personally wasn't ever in any real danger. They even say at the end. Okay, so maybe a fake fight wasn't the best idea in the world, but it was a lot better than either of us getting creamed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they literally say, maybe this was dumb. <laughs> maybe this was a, maybe we have no idea what the fuck we were getting at with this one. So, Jim, I, I think that your phrasing there was actually very important. What you just said when you said, like, assert your primal will over somebody. 
because I just looked up the writer of this episode. Oh no. It's the slave guy. It's the one who yeah, wrote the Doug is It's the one who wrote Doug is Slave Called of the Day. Yeah, all right. It's Fuck. it's also the guy who wrote the Percy Femur episode. <laughs> Somebody's working through his issues with authority, huh? <laughs> well shit. Baba Booey Baba Boo. <laughs> it's that guy. Motherfucker. Oh my god. Well, so. <laughs> well, it all makes sense now, right? Oh, Jesus fucking this guy, Christ. This guy also wrote the Pet Capades episode. I, I don't know how that fits, but okay. That one doesn't fit quite as well. Yeah. But, uh, who knows? Yeah, I'd be really interested to see what else this guy did, because I'd be. I'd love to see some of his other work. He writes a bunch more. He's He writes, uh, how many more? Uh, oh, he continues on into Disney. No, he doesn't. He He's not in Disney, but he writes seven more episodes. Wow. I look forward to more of this man's work because, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it's going like, to be good. All uh, veils aside, gentle reader, this episode is being recorded the uh, Sunday after the election. And we were briefly worried that with the defeat of Donald Trump, there'd be a shortage of stories about primal dominance and its impact on formative narratives. I for wasn't childhood. worried about that at all. I wanted that to stop. <laughs> yeah, no, we're like, you wanted it to stop. Fortunately, this guy has gone ahead and made sure, nope, we are still going to be talking about that for at least another couple of years. Sick, 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 Hooray. sick, 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 sick. Oh, man. Well, so they decide to fake the fight. Um, and they, they videotape it. They have Skeeter doing color commentary and then they cut the feed right as they're about to get punched. Uh, and they, then Skeeter continues to make sound effects in the background and everybody's like, yeah, this is just as good as they watch yeah. from the metal shop. As they watch a staticed out screen and Skeeter making some very obvious fake noises. Right. He's like honking on bike horns and like hitting trash cans. He's floating like a bumblebee, stinging like a, a, a bad scrape. Oh, Larry's legs look a little rubbery there. And then Larry and Doug are hugging. And they're hugging. And they say, Doug says, So Larry and I had our rematch. And believe it or not, it came out a draw. And okay, so maybe a fake fight wasn't the best f- idea in the world. <laughs> but it was a lot better than either of us getting creamed. Just had to sneak one last in there, didn't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and, and we end with another gag of Skeeter getting tied up in his own limbs and then they ditch him. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to all, I guess. Yeah. And that's the episode. Uh, so I, I am so confused on this moral. Like, I think they really want to say that there are alternatives to fighting. But they want to, but they can't figure out how to say that. It's very easy to say that, though, and show it on screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by having them say, we'd rather do something other than fighting. <laughs> Let's play barnyard chess to resolve this. Yes. But on the other hand, then you'd have Doug being some kind of coward who doesn't want to uh, beat the shit out of a nerd. Right. And, I mean, that's unfucking tenable. And then Mr. Dink would never let him come over again. Mr. Dink wouldn't ever show him his gun collection again (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) so that's it (laughs) 
Man, I don't know. Baba booey, Baba booey. Yeah. This, I think Sam speaks for us all. I think this episode is clearly just a dog fantasy. Yes, right? absolutely. absolutely. I think that was an excellent None of call. this happened. None of this excellent makes sense. Call. Yeah. Doug no comes adults. out looking very strong. <laughs> Doug is such a man with big muscles. <laughs> big muscles and powerful, but he's also smart. He's fucking Larry. He's one punch Doug who gets chocolate milk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Big <God>. strong boy. <laughs> he needs a hug from his dad's. <laughs> <laughs> the dad we didn't beat up. Oh, God. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's call this one here, guy. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> of course, sir. Yes. Thanks again for joining us, everybody, on another episode of The Funny Papers. <laughs> We'll see you next time. Goodbye. The bang bus rides at midnight. Shut up. God damn it, Sam. (laughs) Bye.